cliffcentral.com. Henley Business School's Africa Connect alumni platform was launched in November 2019, and the opening event brought together some of the school's most prominent students and graduates. Barry Funsale is a musician, producer, and entrepreneur best known for playing alongside Johnny Clegg. But he's also studied in the U.S., toured the world, and recorded with the likes of Annie Lennox, Peter Gabriel, and the Soweto Gospel Choir. With such a storied background come a lot of life lessons, and we asked him which one was the strangest. Probably that pain and discomfort and embarrassment are a real superpower if you harness them properly. And if you use them as a strong signal to iterate, recalibrate, and start with a fresh perspective with the the contract that you're not going to make that mistake again. Probably the most bizarre thing I've learned because it sounds so counterintuitive. This is Meet the Mind, the series that gives you insight into some of South Africa's most interesting thinkers. Brought to you by Henley Business School. Talking about Barry Finsale, who's our guest this morning, and he is among the world's top rock and rollers. He knows he's, uh, he knows, we also know that he's uh, tremendous, and he's also doing a, an MBA at Henley Business School, which is one of the reasons we wanted to talk to him. So, first of all, welcome, Barry. It's a great pleasure to, to see you. And we could sit here and we could talk about the incredible musical career that you've had, and, and it has been stellar. I mean, you've worked with. Peter Gabriel, Carlos Santana, Annie Lennox, Brian May, Robert Plant. This is Bono, you know. Um, it's just the most amazing selection of rock artists in, 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 in history, really. And for almost three decades, you've been the resident drummer in South Africa's most successful musical export, the Johnny Clegg Band. Of course, we lost Johnny last year, but um, you, you've, you've had some incredible experiences with him. Part of what I wanted to talk to you about today, though, wasn't so much what you have done, but what you're doing with Henley and, and your MBA there. So, first of all, welcome. Congratulations on an incredible career. Thanks, Gareth. And, yeah. and, and what, what's, what made you want to go and do an MBA suddenly? Well, firstly, no pressure on the, on the intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew you wouldn't let me down. Um, I, I've actually finished the MBA. You have? Yeah, I, I finished in 2017. Okay, congratulations. So, yeah, it was a, it was a exhilarating ride, um, and, and pretty different environment to what I'd come out of, but also quite similar in a, in a, in a strange way. Well, I, I'm curious because we've spoken to John Flismus, who's doing his, and, uh, and Melody Kleber, who's doing hers, and now you, and, it just strikes me as interesting that there are these people from Creative Pursuits who yeah. are now doing a business degree. Yeah, well, you know, it's a it's a generalist master's program, mm. so it's it's kind of a a toolbox box of tricks that you could apply to any environment. Okay. So that's the one thing that I didn't understand fully when I started, but I took out of you know over the three years I figured out that it was a. It was a it was a general overview of of just enough in each discipline to know if somebody's bullshitting you. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's a, the best way I can describe that it. Sounds terrific. It's almost like a truth serum yeah. degree. That's what you're doing. You're finding a, a shortcut to whether or not you need to listen to someone or not. Mm. I guess. Yeah. That's terrific. Looking at things with new, fresh eyes. I'm sold at just on that description. <laughs> I don't know if Handy would be that thrilled with my description, but I think it's um. 
Uh, I think it's spot on. It's, in, well, in, in my experience, it was a lot of it was learning a new language. So when I went to music school for the first time, I had to learn the, the jargon and language of music. I intuitively understood it, but I had to learn the theory. And then I could converse with people as if I knew what I was talking about. And so I found this uh, the same kind of path. So once I finished the degree, I could then have boardroom level conversations confidently, but unencumbered by a lifetime in, in the corporate sector. I, th- I think in every industry. Yeah. Uh, the, the, there's a there's a large percentage of uh, fake it till you make it. If you read Richard Branson's autobiography, that's totally what he did. You yeah. Know? So you you learn as you go. But but the it's so uh, ironic that now people you know gather at his feet and 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 worship him as some kind of entrepreneurial genius, and he is to some degree. But he himself would be the first to say, "Hey, I was just taking opportunities as they came and absolutely. seeing gaps. Yeah. It wasn't some." Preternatural genius in my in 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 my my makeup. Exactly, I'm I'm not negating the fact that um, somebody like Richard Branson is is backed up by more than ten thousand hours of hard work and self mastery. That's that's non debatable. But um, the, the 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 sense of purpose to put yourself in a place at risk and then learn as you go is the sign of a great entrepreneur. So what kind of stuff did you do as a part of this MBA? What what kinds of interesting case studies did you look at? What sort of subjects did you cover? I'm I'm interested in the detail. Mm. Well, just just to wind back to your, to your first point, um you, you asking me, I think you asked me right up front how I got how I decided to get into the uh-huh. how, why did I do the MBA? Yeah. Uh, and and I think you'll find a common, a, a relatively common thread here will be John Foster Pedley, the dean yes, of of, right. um, of Hendley Africa, who's a who who won't admit it, but he's he's a visionary guy, mm. and um, he he's crossed paths with a lot of creative people and put on the table the possibility of doing an MBA. When he first told me about the MBA, I didn't know what an MBA was, and you know that was probably in two thousand and thirteen. I met him at a school fete in Hart Bay, and uh, he was playing guitar. He was playing, he was playing a Fender Strat, and and I went and talked to him. And it turned out he was the he was the then to be dean of of Hendley. So, um, he uh, John opened my eyes to the possibility of this generalist master's program. He invited me up to the campus, which was a quarter of the size that it is now in 2014, and I. I sat in on a, on a one of the days of one of the creative MBA programs, and then I and that's how I got hooked. And then I, you know, my 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 imposter syndrome diminished, and I realized I could have really interesting peop, uh, conversations and and spark ideas with really interesting people. And once I figured that out, then my purpose was clear that I wanted to do this program. So that was the catalyst. Then when I started. Um, my first, so the, the 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 MBA is modular, which I'm sure John and Melody have have described to you. Mm. So you you go through these, I've forgotten how many. It feels like hundreds at the time, but it's probably like twelve modules that you have to go through over. If you don't drop the ball ever, you can finish in thirty months, in three years, hmm. and I think the average is five years of uh, timeline, and and people work and study at the same time. So you you come up to Johannesburg for a for a um, uh, 
a deep <laughs> a, a boot camp with a, with right. a really good lecturer that are normally mm-hmm. imported. They're rock star lecturers, so they go around the world servicing all the Henley campuses. So right. they get really good at what they do. Uh, I took a lot of value out of that. So they were good performers, you know. Uh, and so you, you, so you, you do the boot camp, you do pre-reading, and then afterwards you, you test out of that module with an assignment, which you've got about two months to do. 5,000, 10,000 word assignments. And they, and those are fierce to, to, to finish. So. Which involves research, it involves talking to people, going to places. Absolutely. Immersing yeah. yourself in the subject matter. Yeah. Okay. But the interesting bit is that it's a business degree, but it's not business, it's not sector specific. So, so once you do the module, for me, I applied that to music situations, music business situations, which were relevant to me. Yeah. So processes and systems, I applied to um, uh, uh, an online teaching platform that I was trying to develop. Right. And then reputation and, ident- and identity, uh, I applied somewhere else. Um, finance, I, I used a, a music academy's uh, um, open uh, they opened their their their, their finance uh, records to me with an NDA, so I I used every situation to learn more about the business. So so that's why I'm saying the generalist degree is a pretty interesting approach. And um, me me and my little uh, uh, Cape Town syndicate because I live in Cape Town uh, managed to finish the MBA in the in the in the 30 months so that's it amazing a, it was like a submarine crew you know and that is crazy because i know how much you guys are busy touring performing you 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 kind of don't stop doing that and you manage to do an mba in between is quite something yeah well well i found that the touring machine is quite a good place to study really so, yeah because you've got all that wasted time yeah you've got you've got green room time sound check to gig time and these 10 days, hours on a tour bus and with the know. internet you can be doing your research from anywhere, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it might not amazing. be the quietest environment all the time. I got really good at it. Did I just, you? Yeah, I just zoned out. It, it was good focus time for me. Sure. That's <laughs> brilliant. Did, did, did this bug bite you? Do you think you might do more studying? You might want to do some more academic-leaning things as you go forward? I'm quite excited to to just do the – well, the, the exciting bit is, is, is um, a content material program development Hmm. Based on the economy of ideas and getting people to unlearn stuff, to unlock ideas, and and do you see this as a potential business for yourself? Too? Yeah, I do. No, I do. That's interesting. Yeah, so I'm I'm developing some some material with with smart, interesting people, John Plismas. Um, and you talk about smart, interesting people. Did you? Make some solid relationships through the course of this with people who were studying with you. I did. Oh. I did, and 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 the faculty also. And then and then as I finished, or while I was finishing the MBA, the two deans, John Board, the dean in the UK, the global dean, and the Africa dean, John Foster Pedley, but both indicated that they they'd like to um, continue the relationship after I graduated. So I started working for Henley. On hmm. a piecemeal basis, firstly to, to develop business in Nigeria, mm-hmm. and then that grew. The mandate's grown, and I'm now working for the Henley Group most of the month. 
It's amazing. So it's, uh, it was quite a seamless transition that I never saw coming, but I'm no. really enjoying it. I mean, you were just enjoying playing drums and certainly were doing amazing things in that sphere, but this is almost a completely different world now. It's, it's a new chapter, yeah. yeah. And it's I, quite cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. And I, I, you know, I'm meeting, I'm meeting, uh, having the coolest conversations with, uh, with people all over the place. And that, that's giving me the same spark that, that I, that I used to get playing drums with my mates in a garage. So, you know, my, my, my compass is to follow that, uh, that energy source. And playing drums is not really doing that for me, but this is. Uh, is, is the love for music still there? I mean, to the degree that it was. In the beginning, because when you when you're doing something for a living, sometimes it just becomes doing it for a living, instead of something that you're still passionate about. And and you do need to change gear along the way, yeah. even if you're doing something that everybody else thinks from the outside looks so amazing. You do reach a point, I suppose, in any business, whether it's a in entertainment or creative sphere or or anywhere else, where you need new stimulus. Yeah, well, very well spotted, and uh, th- so that's exactly what what happened to me. I just found that. After decades of touring, which I loved and I'm grateful for and humbled by, it, was, it just started feeling one-dimensional, and I wanted to I wanted to explore some other things. And and if I if once I could articulate that, it was to, it's in one sentence, I guess, to put entrepreneurial ideas into practice hmm. successfully. That's what I wanted to do. And how much of that was about challenging yourself? Yeah, a lot. Because you probably become fairly you know, passe about like how you, you, you attacked a song or how you were, yeah. went on tour or which artist you were working with or whatever. You know, it's not that you're overconfident, but you can kind of do that stuff with your eyes closed eventually. Yes. And this was about doing something that challenged you that made it a little bit harder that you need. And people, people fail to realize the value of going up against something tough. Yeah, indeed. That you're yeah. not comfortable with. Indeed. I, and and uh, the there's also... Uh, you ask me if I've lost, if, if I still have the love for music, hmm. um, I think I'll get back there. But when, when you're doing it for a long time as to pay, to pay your rent and pay your bills, it's a different paradigm to <laughs> doing it for the joy of it. So it became, I loved, it became, I loved the music, but I didn't love the, the business of it so much. And the business has also changed seismically. So, Gee, the music business is a, it's just a mess compared to what it used to be. I mean, you have to work so much harder for every cent. You you do, but I'm an I'm an optimist in in where it's going. <clears throat> I think it's I think it's headed headed for a good result. Well, it's more democratized than ever before. If you are a talented person, you can show off to so many more people. You don't need the record company executives that used to be the guys who made the decisions to yeah. actually notice you to get ahead. And there are opportunities to make money in very interesting ways, right? Yeah, there are. There, there, there are certain bottlenecks involved, which aren't too dissimilar to the old days of um, the CD, uh, you know, the, the the glory days of CD sales. So, although the distributions change now from from hard copy to virtual, and now you pay a subscription and you access on demand, you don't own anything. Uh, it's the, the the money now is in the IP in the ownership. Hmm. So, so if you if you're a good songwriter, um, the future's bright, but the Copyright law can't keep pace with uh, technological changes, that, and that, that's what that's what has to be addressed. But but I'm an I'm an optimist in the in the future of the music business. So so I think I'd like to find my way back into music at some at some point soon. So what what kind of things would would drag you back into that world, and what are you excited to experiment with there? Having done the MBA, I mean now now that you look at it like a businessman rather than just a muso. Yeah. 
Well, a mate of mine, a, um, a great filmmaker in Lagos, Bemi Oduk Bemi, um, he, he puts Don't it. Don't say that when you're drunk. Uh, Oduk Bemi. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's 7:30 a.m. <laughs> Uh, the, he, he, he's, uh, he put this in a very articulate way and, and, and he, he said, he says that, um, cause he's a, he's a filmmaker activist to, uh, upskill the huge filmmaking talent in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And he says that, uh, creativity leverages talent, but, um, uh, entrepreneurship leverages opportunity. And so. Just say that again. So. Creativity leverages talent, mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship leverages opportunity. And and f- for so basically, what he's saying is that it's all very well to have a great idea, but a great idea is not necessarily valuable, whether it's in movie land or in Silicon Valley. It's only a great idea if there's a need for it and there's a market that wants to either be developed around that idea or or already needs that idea. Mm. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so he's so he's saying great ideas just for the sake sitting around having great ideas is is, is of no value. Yeah. Yeah. But I if, mean, if, if if Da Vinci just imagined the Mona Lisa, great idea. Yeah. If he had yeah. a whole notebook of ideas yeah. and scribbles, yeah, sure. wouldn't have done anything. But 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 once there's a there's an opportunity that that you 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 can actually uh, derive value from that idea, then it's worth pursuing. Right. But I think that's the the gist of what he's what he's getting at, and so. So I'm I'm intrigued by that by that space. So so getting into the into the into the music business, I think it's about joining dots and looking for ideas and trying to be a little bit ahead of the curve and maybe even be a bit of a futurist. What happened to you guys? Uh, on a side note, when you know, obviously when when the, the 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 singer like Johnny Clegg, the guy who wrote so many of these songs, when he's no longer around, and you guys were a band and you were together for so much of the time. Uh, do, do, do you just kind of all go your own way? Do, do you stay together as a band? Do you start working with other artists? Um, I'm curious about what happens behind the scenes in a situation like that. Obviously, we're all sad that Johnny's not around anymore, but you all had careers that were attached to his in some way. Yes. What, hap- what happens? You stay in contact? We, we still stay in contact. Um, You're not working together anymore? No. No, I think just I think amazing. it was a necessary break. Yeah, and and just out of um, respect for the situation, for uh, for for the, for the the huge loss for Johnny's family, I I, I th- up up to now I don't think it's been um, a good good timing to even talk about performing. Sure, but but obviously it's a it's a high performance team that's been working together for over twenty years. Absolutely. So, so there's great value in that, and then on the other side you've got a You've got a market um, in North America and Europe and South Africa that that is just um, uh, you know uh, wanting to to continue some of this legacy. So it probably would be worth considering at some point. And I I would hope that um, that the, the 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 management are considering this, considering this option that the band could perhaps. Um, do some selective touring with with very special guest singers in the same right. way that Queen. Yeah, of course. T- I was thinking the, the the comparison to make is almost like that Bohemian Rhapsody movie, which yeah. you know was made from the point of view of of the guys who are still alive about Freddie. Yeah, <clears throat> and you think about how there's this hunger for people to see like the, a version of that played out by the people who worked most intimately with him. Yeah, 
Absolutely. and have these guest artists come in and, and sing some of these beautiful songs. Yeah. Which yeah. you guys can play, you know, with, with like the back of your hand. You know all of them that well. Yeah. And I, th- I think it would be a totally authentic uh, endeavor and, and it would be, it would be worth doing. Not, not for, not for long periods of time, but no, for, sure. for short bursts. So, it's amazing. you know, watch this space. I hope it, I hope it happens. And I, I remember that Johnny used to, um, and certainly in, in his latter years, he, he would bring on a lot of guest artists to work with him as well. Yeah. And, and certainly at his farewell concert, which I went to, what, two years ago, he had, uh, all the other great South African artists out there on stage with him, singing yes. with him. He had Jesse there as well. It was really nice. Yeah. It was actually fun. Was that the one at the dome? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. What a show, huh? Yeah. That was actually, it was so elegantly done. Yeah. Like he knew he had X amount of time. He was like, I'm going to go out there and, and do it the way only a musician can, say goodbye through song, but it was beautiful. Absolutely. Agreed. And I, I believe that there's a, a movie being edited. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the runs we did at uh, Monte Casino. Did the same show, slightly scaled down. I heard they were amazing. Yeah, and I think they a friend filmed, of mine went. They filmed a bunch of them, and uh, and I, I I think that there's a there's a movie hmm. docu- documenting that that last final journey tour experience. Amazing, which uh, which is going to be pretty cool. Absolutely amazing. Well, Barry, thank you so much. Great it's to a pleasure chat. to thank talk you. to you, and um, good luck with uh, with all your projects that you're looking at for the future. I hope that we'll hear about great successes. I'm sure we will going forward. The Henley Business School difference uh, is that unlike many other business schools, they offer a a much more interesting way of doing things. They don't force feed theory to students. They offer a holistic learning system. By blending theory with practice, their holistic system means that you can look forward to a business education that provides you with insightful business acumen, the ability to both master yourself and need to manage others, and exceptionally relevant and practical theory that is tied to uh, trusted practice in your own workplace. There are 15 international campuses and offices, 8,000 students across the globe, 18 countries represented by faculty, and 78,000 alumni in their network. It's Henley Business School. Find out more by going on the internet and looking up Henley Business School. You can't go wrong. Look at what it's done for people like Barry and Melody and John Flismus and other interesting people who we'll be talking to in the next few weeks. So if you haven't been paying attention, you can go back and listen to episode one and go all the way through the series. And we will eventually get to talk to John Foster Pedley as well. So make sure that you go and listen to Meet the Minds on cliffcentral.com. Meet the Mind, brought to you by Henley Business School, only on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.